Stephanie Laska. Welcome to the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I lost 140 pounds by continuing to enjoy my favorite light beer, tortillas, and chocolate. I believe you can have your sugar-free cake and eat it too. You don't have to be perfect on the keto diet to be successful at losing weight. Your journey on Dirty Lazy Keto, it starts today. Well, we're going to be talking about affordable, low-carb recipes. Budget-friendly, of course. Affordable. Of course, of course, of course. I want to save my money. I don't want to be spending it on unnecessary keto convenience stuff. I want to make my bottom dollar stretch as far as I can. So if you'd like to save money, please give me a thumbs up. If you're interested in some affordable, low-carb recipes that are budget-friendly, give me a big thumbs up. Tell me what your budget is for groceries. I think that helps to, to share. Um, seriously, you guys, there was a lot of times in my journey of losing 140 pounds. I got two kids and the husband. There was a time where I didn't have a job. My husband didn't have a job. And we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? We were both looking for work, but we were both out of work and it lasted for about six months. So I'm with you when it comes to trying to make things affordable. I was trying to eat healthier. I was trying to lose weight. I was still in this process, this journey of trying to figure it all out. Plus I had to feed my kids. So I had no wiggle room. There was no like, oh, maybe this recipe won't work. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe, maybe. No, no. I had no maybes. It's like I only had so many dollars and I had to make it work and I had to feed the family and I couldn't have any flops. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you. I'm very grateful to have a job now and my husband too. Um, but I always think about that and we still keep all of our habits from when we were really on a shoestring. We still shop at the same stores, the same techniques, the same sales. Um, because that's how, you know, that's like the great depression. That's what my grandmother taught me. Like keep those kind of thrifty budget saving tips in mind, no matter where you are in life, no matter what kind of job you have, that's how you get ahead. And it makes you feel better about yourself. Like you're scrappy. At least that's how it is for me. So today I want to share five big strategies. Five. Here we go. Five. <laughs> five fun strategies that are helpful and practical um, to help you with, you know, making affordable, low-carb recipes that are budget-friendly. And we'll be starting off with a, oh, a recipe show-and-tell demonstration. Okay? So we got five. So let me get started. So tip number one, this is my first strategy for making, you know, food that's keto-friendly, that's low-carb, but it's also affordable and delicious. So my first strategy is that you must use, every day, normal people ingredients. Normal, everyday Walmart shopping at regular stores ingredients. And what I mean by this is don't be trying to hoodwink yourself like, oh, I got to order all this specialty keto crap. Like if you live in Canada, you're all stressed out trying to come to the United States to buy all this keto this and keto yogurt and keto syrup. No, no, no. Just go to your regular grocery store, no matter where you live, and just start shopping for affordable ingredients that are within your lifestyle and your budget. Okay. Because if you aren't buying within your means, normal people food from normal people stores, then you're just going to get disappointed and angry and resentful, right? So find things that are already in your cabinet or shop the sales and then go from there. I think that's the best way to start within your budget. So I was shopping for some chicken breasts in my cabinets and I uh, wanted to share a recipe with you. Um, I'm going to call this Kaching chicken nuggets. Kaching chicken nuggets with grown-up ketchup. Because I think that sounds fun. And we want to have fun while we're losing weight. 
So this is the recipe here. This is going to be using your air fryer. If you don't have an air fryer, you can use the oven. Okay. You can go old school, but today's recipe is going to call for that. So first up, um, this recipe yields 12 chicken nuggets. So that could technically serve like three people. Um, that's technical. Now, obviously you might eat more, but technically the recipe serves three. It's going to make 12 chicken nuggets. And imagine this, they're going to be zero grams of net carbs per serving. I know that's some fancy California math for you. So I'm going to start off with one 12.5 ounce can of chicken breast. Now I bought this at Costco, but you can buy it wherever. Drain it really, really well. Okay. And then you're going to pour it in a bowl. It's going to look like this. After you drain it, pour it in a bowl, and then you're going to use a fork to make it fluffy. Okay. It doesn't come out that way. It comes out like kind of a big chunk in the can. So you got to kind of stir it, stir it, stir it until it loosens up and looks really super, um, super loose. Got it? All right. So that's the first ingredient. Second ingredient is going to be one egg beaten. You can do that, right? One egg beaten. That's it. One egg beaten. Now eggs are super affordable, right? That's an everyday affordable ingredient that you can buy no matter where you live. So you're going to pour that into your bowl. Don't be complaining. You have eggs no matter where you live. Uh, next up, you're going to use a half cup of cheddar cheese shredded. Half cup of cheddar cheese shredded. Always want to use full fat cheese on Dirty Lazy Keto. Now, if you want to shred your own cheese, you may. That could save an extra penny or two. I personally go all in and spend a little extra for the pre-shredded stuff. What I do is I buy it on sale and then I freeze it. And then I always have it available. So I buy it on sale and then I freeze it. Cheese freezes really well. If you haven't tried that already, all cheeses. For reals. Um, so I did my egg. I did my can of uh, chicken. I did my cheddar cheese. And then I'm going to add in a little bit of garlic powder. Now I'm going to do a half teaspoon, but you could do more if you wanted. If you like it all extra full of flavor. I just do a half teaspoon. Um, and then I stir it up until it's super duper blended. And what I also like to do is put on a pair of gloves, food grade gloves. And that way you can get all up into it. Okay. And it's not so creepy. Plus I had a nice lady on YouTube give me feedback saying, you need gloves on when you touch food. And I was like, okay. So I put my gloves on and I get all up into it. And it makes a gross sound. And then you are going to roll it into 12 chicken nuggets of even sizes. So what I like to do is first divide the dough in half. That makes two and two. And then divide that in half again, each half and half again. So now you're into quarters in case you're doing the math. Okay. And then each of your quarters, you're going to divide it into three nuggets. So one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's going to total how many? Who's counting? It's going to total 12. And that way your nuggets are all about the even size. Um, what I like to do is model my chicken nuggets after McDonald's because I'm classy. You know, they always have like that little shape to them when they're kind of like ovalish. Squish it down, pat it. Okay. Make it look like a chicken nugget from McDonald's. And you're just going to repeat that 12 times. That's it, right? Now I'm taking off the gloves because in the magic of television, I'm going to be putting it in the air fryer. Beep, 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 beep. Sound effect, please. <gasps> oh my, you're 
it's already ready. Now I put it at 400 degrees for 10 minutes. 400 degrees for 10 minutes. And I'm gonna show you just how fabulous your cha-ching chicken nuggets will be. Oh my god, look at that. Are you not excited? Can you see? Aren't they fabulous? They're golden, they're puffy. They look just like McDonald's, right? They taste just like McDonald's. It's amazing. And this is a budget affordable low carb recipe using a can of chicken, some cheese, some what garlic, come on. Just a couple of everyday old ingredients and egg. Now I promised you guys that um, you wanted to have like a grown up dipping sauce, right? So I'll tell you a super duper quick recipe for that. This is what I call like my grown up kitchen, uh, grown up chicken nugget sauce, my dipping. Now, yes, you can go ahead and buy like sugar-free ketchup, um, but these I find are kind of expensive, right? This is by uh, C. Hughes. There's also like the no sugar added by like Hunt's or some of the larger brands, but they still have some carbs in them. Um, there's also Walnut Farms make some. Tell me if you know of a good ketchup that you recommend, but you don't have to make it. You don't have to go buy this stuff. I mean, you can actually just whip up a little dip yourself. Okay. Now what I like to do for my dip, for my grown up ketchup, is I use, kind of moving stuff around. I use a quarter cup of full fat mayonnaise. You always want to use full fat. Any kind is fine. People always write me like, is the, does it have to be cage free? I'm like, no, it does not. Does it have to be oil, soybean, this, I don't know, whatever. No, just get whatever's on sale. Real full fat mayonnaise. Um, you're going to do a quarter cup, which I've already portioned out here. And then you're going to do a half teaspoon of sriracha sauce. Now, don't be scared. I know it's a little spicy for some of you. You're like, oh, I'm afraid of the spice. But really, it's not much. Look at how much a half teaspoon is. It's just a dib or a dab, really. And you're going to pour that into your quarter cup of mayonnaise. And then add one packet of sugar-free sweetener. Whatever you got on hand or whatever you picked up from your local coffee shop. I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> Just put in one packet um, with the sriracha and the mayonnaise and dip, 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 dip. Stir it all together. Take your spoon, stir it all together, and you're going to have an amazing dip. And you'll thank me. And then when you have your chicken nuggets later with you and two of your friends, you'll have an adult grown-up dip, dip to put it in. And it didn't cost you hardly anything, right? So that was strategy number one. Do you like strategy number one? Have you made those before? Do you have any uh, little variations that you want to share um, or suggestions? We want to improve our kaching chicken nuggets with grown-up ketchup because we want to make our affordable low-carb recipes that are budget-friendly, but we want them to taste good too. So if you have a tip, share it. Pretty please. So tip number two for me is that I think it has to work for the whole family. Now, I mentioned earlier with my ch children, right? Here's a lovely picture. They're all grown up now. They're teenagers and they're super, super teenagers, if you know what I mean. A little bit grumpy. <laughs> Am I the only one with grumpy teenagers? But it's funny, their their eating habits are still almost like they were when they were little kids. They're they're still sometimes a little bit picky. In fact, you guys know I talk about my son a lot in the Dirty Lazy Keto cookbooks because he was my litmus test for um, all the recipes that I put picky eater next to. If my son liked it and he's a picky eater, then I recommend it for all of you that are out there that have picky eaters in your household or you yourself are a picky eater. 
But anyway, so it has to work for the whole family. That's my tip number two. And something I made this week, which was a huge hit that I want to share with you, was barbecue chicken sandwiches. Okay, barbecue chicken sandwiches. Now, what I did is I just took my leftover chicken that we had from, you know, day one during the week. I'm always reinventing things. And then I took the leftovers, kind of mixed it up in a bowl, and I separated it out. Now, for the, the people in my family who are not keto, they got regular old barbecue sauce, poured onto their um, chicken and mixed up. And those people who will remain nameless also got a bun. I know, scandalous, right? They got their sandwich on a bun. But what I did for myself is I just used sugar-free barbecue sauce on mine. I know, right? And there was a couple I had in my fridge. I had this one here and then another one. Both uh, were no sugar added, sugar-free barbecue sauces. Now, again, if this is something you don't have on hand or you don't have in your community, that's okay. Don't be yelling at me. They are you know, a little bit of an investment. So if that's something that's important to you and you want to make it yourself, um, check out your copy of the Dirty Lazy Keto Cookbook, the original cookbook. This is on page 155. There's no picture, so you might have skipped over it, but there's a great recipe for homemade barbecue sauce in there. I know, right? 155. It's under indoor barbecued chicken, right? Everyday simple ingredients. So you can check out that recipe. Um, what I did, though, I was in a hurry. I did use this commercial stuff for myself. And then what I did is I just mixed my chicken with my sugar-free stuff, and I put it on top of plain old lettuce. I made like a giant salad, and then I cut up a little bit of... And my family used this, by the way, for their sandwiches, so it's not like I was doing anything different. And then I used a little bit of purple onion and chopped that up and had that available as a topping. And then everybody, of course put some cheddar cheese on top of their um, barbecued chicken, right? Because everything tastes better with cheese. So simple, right? You see how we used all the same ingredients. The only thing that was different in my family was the bun, and they used the real sugar sauce. I used the fake stuff. And we all had a delicious barbecue chicken sandwich slash salad with the same flavors, purple onion, lettuce, cheddar cheese, and it was super duper filling. And I loved it. And I was so happy. And that's important, right? You need to be happy. You don't want to make special meals for yourself, special meals for the husband, special meals for the wife, special meals for the kids. Uh -uh. Try to streamline it. You want to focus on just making one thing, maybe a couple of tweaks here and there, like I use a different sauce. But all in all, forget about it. They could even have your sugar-free sauce. It's not going to kill them. It might actually be better for them, right? Don't tell them I said that, though. Set these aside. Um, pretty easy, right? So tell me, I know that was two tips I gave you, but tell me just real quick in the comments, what is an affordable recipe that you like to make that works for you and your family? Please share below and I'm going to spin for a prize. So I'll pick somebody at random. We love prizes. Here we go. And if you're commenting below, just say anything. Say hello. I like this video, anything you want, or share a recipe that even gets more excitement out of me. Ready? You can share what you like to make. Like a lot of people uh, make, what's it called? Egg roll in a bowl. Is that you? Egg roll in a bowl. Well, share whatever recipe you think is more affordable. Okay. Blue cutting board. Right on. So a blue cutting board for our winner today. 
I'm gonna show you what that looks like. It's a dirty, lazy keto cutting board. So I'll give this away for free. Someone at random in the comments. Yay! We love prizes, thank you very much. So make sure you're commenting and getting involved because that makes it fun for everyone. Now, tip number three is your food that you're making needs to taste good. Duh. You're all, Stephanie, that's not a good tip. Yes, it is. Because if you are making some kind of low-carb, healthy, keto-friendly, blah, blah, blah recipe, no one likes it, then it's wasteful. You need to make a total crowd pleaser every time. That way you're not throwing away food and wasting all your time and money. Um, one thing that my family loves in particular is anything to do with pork chops. Does your family like pork chops? You can always get them on sale. Look at all my red stickers. So embarrassing. <laughs> and I also go and, and hunt around like certain times a day. The little man at the grocery store, he puts these little 30% off stickers. I stalk him and follow him. And then when he puts it on, I, I grab it. And I notice that it's from the freezer because I freeze all my meats when I catch them on a good sale. It's a good tip. You can even buy meat with your family or your friends and split it in half, buy in bulk, right? Don't be all cynical about saving money. It's fun to, to brag about saving money. It's not something to be embarrassed about. So anyway, tip number three, it has to taste good. And I wanted to recommend a recipe for you. And this is using fried cauliflower. Whenever I see fried cauliflower, or I'm sorry, cauliflower, frozen cauliflower, I buy it on sale. I buy frozen cauliflower up the yin-yang. I put it in my freezer. I buy it bag upon bag. It lasts forever, it seems like. So I think it's personally too much work to grate cauliflower. If you do it, that's okay. Kind of like grating cheese, but I don't have time. But I buy the frozen stuff. I put it in my freezer. And then using recipes like this one here. Oh, pork fried rice. Have you ever made that, pork fried rice? It looks and tastes just like the real thing. I'm serious. Your family will love it. You will love it. It's a big eater recipe, which means you can eat a ton of it. It fills you up. It's got a lot of fiber and it tastes amazing. And it uses the pork chop recipe. That's also here in the Dirty Lazy Keto Dirt Cheap Cookbook. So there's the pork chop recipe. And then you also get to use it, the leftovers to make the fried rice. This is the Dirty Lazy Keto Dirt Cheap Cookbook. Now, what's special about this one is it has tons of tips that I'm sharing today about making keto and low-carb more affordable. So just lots of general budget-worthy strategies. And all the recipes in this particular cookbook do not cost a lot of money. Um, I was challenged with this cookbook to put together recipes that cost no more than $10 or less for the whole recipe. And that means it serves everybody for that price. So not this price here, not 500, but $10 or less for the whole recipe. And again, that's the Dirt Cheap Cookbook. And this is uh, the second in the four of the series so far. So cookbook number two, there's no overlaps. So you never have to worry. All the cookbooks have unique recipes. I'm not gonna jink you like that and give you some repeat. No, ma'am, no, sir. These are all originals. So uh, tip number four. Are we, are we moving? You like these? Which one's your favorite tip so far? One, two, or three? Share in the comments. <laughs> um, and maybe if you've thought of a good budget-worthy tip, you could share it for us too. Um, but tip number four is I don't think you should take any special trips to the store. When you're trying to be low-carb, affordable, and budget-worthy, I think you should use ingredients you already have. So I mentioned to you 
I keep a lot of meat in my freezer. I keep frozen vegetables in my freezer. I also talked about frozen cheese. This is a full block of mozzarella cheese I bought at Costco, but I also buy them at Safeway, at Grocery Outlet, at any grocery store that has buy one, get one free or coupon card savings. Um, why not? You put it in the freezer and it tastes as good as new as soon as you thaw it out. So check it out. Go shopping in your own freezer. That is really a tip for you. Have you ever tried it? Go shopping in your freezer, see what's available, and then pick out a recipe from there. And I was talking to you guys about buying in bulk. Now, I know buying in bulk is attractive, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to buy an 80-gallon drum of coconut oil because it's on sale, and then I'll be ready for keto. Well, is that a good idea or not? It's up to you. If you're going to use a particular product over and over again, then it makes sense to buy it in a huge quantity. And I'm showing here a coconut oil drum that I'm not really sure I need to have this quantity available to myself. I may have kind of overstepped it here. I usually use a spoonful here and there. I especially like to make, um, it's called Call of Duty broccoli in the air fryer where I coat broccoli in melted coconut oil and then I heat it so it's nice and crispy and black, kind of like it's um, in a battlefield. Call of Duty broccoli is fantastic with salt and coconut oil, but really I don't know if I need an 80-gallon drum. So be careful about that when you're prepping for groceries. You know, think about things like bulk, meaning only if you use it a lot. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean it's saving you money. Wouldn't you agree? Um, but I do use cheese a lot. I do use meat a lot. I try to only buy meats and freeze them that I know I'm going to use a lot. Like for some reason, I love ground turkey. Now, you might like ground beef more. Use whatever you want. But I like to use it all the time in meatballs. I make Asian meatballs. I make meatballs for spaghetti sauce. I make tacos. Oh gosh, just everything. Um, egg roll in a bowl. There's so many uses for ground turkey. Just last night, I made turkey burgers for my family. A million and one reasons you can use ground beef or ground turkey. So stock up when it's on sale. If it's a meat that you use a lot, you don't want to take special trips to the store. You want to have this stuff right there in your fingertips. So share what you have in your freezer. Please tell me. I'm curious because maybe you have a good tip that I can steal. Plus, you'll be in the running then to win one of our prizes, which today is the blue cutting board. Okay, so I hope that you'll share some tips about what's working for you. Now, all in all, I think it's important when you're talking about budget, because it's easy to kind of get ahead of ourselves and be like, oh, I still can't afford it. I'm on limited income. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I get it. But I think that you have to kind of reframe the bigger picture. And I'm holding up a frame here, if you can't see me. <laughs> but I think you have to kind of reframe the way you look at health and food and eating. Now, I'm not going to tell you you have to go to a farmer's market or whole paycheck, whole foods, or, um, you know, get a garden and organic this and that. I'm not going to tell you that. But I do want you to revise, reframe the way you're kind of looking at food as more of an investment in yourself and a way to change your whole life. Because there's a lot of money you might put toward food and groceries that are healthier that might pay off in dividends that you had not even considered. Um, for example, I know these are a little goofy, but stick with me. You know I like to have my goofy, whoops, my goofy props. But 
you know, eating healthy is going to ward off the Grim Reaper, right? I'm giving you my, my skeleton hand. But seriously, if you're eating healthy and you're taking care of your body and you're eating more fruits and vegetables, you're eating more protein that's lean, healthy fats, you're eating well-balanced food that fuels you and makes you feel energetic, you are going to live longer. And I think that that's hard to put a price on as opposed to wanting to have, you know, potatoes or um, pasta or some of those like traditional foods that are just so inexpensive that we as budget-minded affordable shoppers have always relied on. But what about the value of preventing diabetes? I mean, how much does it cost if you're on insulin and you have diabetes type 2, which arguably is induced by diet, right? How much a day is a shot of insulin? Like, let's be serious. How much is that? I don't know. Is it $10 a day? Is it $5 a day? Is it $20 a day? How much is a shot of insulin? If you're heading toward diabetes or you're pre-diabetic or you're diabetic right now, think of the cost of medication, of those pills that you're taking to try to maybe lower A1C or trying to, you know, take visits to the doctor, time off work, you know, constantly testing yourself, going and um, spending time off work to go talk to the doctor and you're having complications and you're going to the pharmacy and all these pills and all this medicine that's adding up. And it may not be diabetes. I'm not saying that that's perhaps on the table. Maybe you're thinking about something else entirely. You know, there's a lot of people that want to eat dirty, lazy keto or a keto type low carb diet because they want better skin. Have you ever noticed that like inflammation, your acne, psoriasis, rashes, things like that really can go away when you're on a keto diet. You might have less hormonal flashes and imbalances where you just might look like you're glowing and healthy. Maybe that's important to you. Um, some people are attracted to this lifestyle because they have more clearer thinking. They don't have that brain fog, that tiredness, right? They're, they have more focus and energy, and that's valuable. Like, how much of a price can you put on that? I mean, think about it. Like, clearer thinking, energy, better skin, and what about better sleep? So many people I've heard are on, like, CPAP machines or have to use medication to, let's say modify, um, what's it called when they're having the esophageal reflex, um, and they're taking medicines like protein pump inhibitors, trying to keep down all that acid and problems that they've had by eating food that maybe isn't the best for them. Suddenly they're eating dirty, lazy keto. They're sleeping better. They're not having that regurgitation. They're not taking shots. They have more energy, clearer focus, better skin. I mean, it's kind of like ridiculous when you look at it that way. How much of a price can you put on that? I don't know. Only you can really answer that. But I want to leave you with a closing story. And this one for me is something I think about a lot. And it has to do with peanuts. Okay. Consider this five plus when we're looking at our, our, our tips for the day. But this story just warms my heart. Um, think about people that are allergic to peanuts. Okay. Think about if you had a child that was deathly allergic to peanuts, like deathly. Imagine that, where any kind of whiff of peanuts in any of their food would be lethal and cause a, a reaction where they couldn't breathe. Would you, as a parent, as a mom or dad, whoever's out there listening, would you make sure that they didn't have peanuts in their food? Absolutely you would. Would you pay a little extra to make sure they didn't have peanuts in their food if they were allergic? Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. 
because it's that important to you. It was, it's so critical to you that probably every decision you would ever make every day for the rest of your life would be with this in mind. You'd make darn sure that there was no peanuts anywhere in your child's food because you care so much about your child's health. Now, if you want to make that parable, make that leap from the peanuts to eating sugar and flour, for me, I feel it's just as important. No, I'm not going to die. I'm not, no disrespect to anyone with a peanut allergy, but for me, I want my life back. For me, I can't put a price on this. So yes, I'm going to pay extra maybe at a restaurant to order an appetizer or two if I don't see maybe an entree that's friendly to me. Or I might pay a little extra to have a side swapped out because the restaurant's like, well, you have to pay extra. You can't just swap out potatoes for broccoli. Fine, charge me a dollar. I'm willing to do that because I feel like it's worth it. And I hope that that helps motivate you a little bit too, to kind of reframe how we're talking about eating. And keep in mind just some practical tips about making affordable low-carb recipes that are budget-friendly, because I do think it pays off in the long run. So I hope that you liked the video today. And I am going to link up one similar to this that you might love that's about keto cooking tips for beginners. That way you can continue to capture this motivation to make some healthy food at home. Um, I believe Dirty Lazy Keto works because it's flexible and it's easy to do for the long haul. And I'm going to give you a huge round of applause. Huge, huge, huge. A double round this, this week. Double round. I'm here to help you guys. I can give you a starter grocery list. Sign in at the website, dirtylazyketo.com. Comes in your first welcome email. I'm here to help you. I have so many resources. You know I do. They're all out there. Whatever you need, it's here. I've created it for you because I'm, I believe in you and I want to see you change. I don't want you to have any excuses. No obstacles. I'm going to help you. Have all the tools to overcome them. So give yourself today a huge round of applause. And tell a friend about Dirty Lazy Keto. Get support because it's more fun when we're in it together. You're not alone. I'm here to help you guys every single day, 24 hours a day. You can always find me right here. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks so much for listening and for being part of the Dirty Lazy Keto community. I'm here to support you. I am here to help. Would you like to be notified when a new episode drops? Sign up for my free newsletter so we can keep in touch. Enter your email at dirtylazyketo.com and I'll just send you quick notifications when something new is going on. My newsletters are free, of course, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Do me a favor, tell a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I believe in you, my friend. I know you can do this. See you next week, Keto Superstars. Keto Superstars.